0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Knowing Wheel. Yes, episode 70, and Formula One is finally back this weekend. Of course, as always, I'm joined by Jamie183. How, how are we doing, mate, in your all-new environment?
1: I'm good. I'm once again in a new location. Um, but yes, I'm currently on holiday, which is lovely. Um, doesn't mean I've not really looked at much F1 news for the last week. Um, but here we are, so... <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. I think this week we're both. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to hope that I look a little bit more tanned. Of course, I was away last week, um, but I, I don't think it's really happened. I just, I think my arms have, uh, my arms have done all right. Um, but still, it's. I, I don't tan. I just kind of burn is what happens to me.
1: Yeah, um, that's not surprising for someone who has a full time job of playing games inside.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, well, we'll, we'll discuss that, I'm sure, at a later point uh, down the line. But yeah, before we get into it, though, anything anything else exciting going on in the world of Jamie 183?
1: Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to the race this weekend. That'll be fun. So, yeah, looking forward to that.
0: Yes, yeah, no, that should be very, very exciting. We're, we expect next week, well, obviously, we're going to get our trackside reporting on the Belgian Grand <laughs> Prix. Kind of mad that'll be the third one this year. Uh, between us, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. How many races have there been? 12? Four, this is around 14. Oh, 14. So, so yeah. We're, we're averaging about, one in five between us. Yeah. Pretty good going.
0: That's not, not got half got to improve on,
1: improve on that next year.
0: We will. We'll continue to try and up every year, how many Grand Prix's between us we go to. That, that's the goal uh, down the line. But, yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's a little bit weird jumping back into it, of course, because if you watched last week's video, uh, where we went through and reacted to our pre-season predictions. Would definitely recommend going back and checking it out if you didn't, because, safe to say, I think we both got quite humbled, didn't we?
1: Some Alfa Romeo I was good at. And
0: Ferrari I was good at. <laughs> Gonna but cling it, on to that. <laughs> exactly, I think we're both trying to cling on to one shred of hope uh, into the second half of the year. But, yeah, I mean, it was quite a fun little show to do. But, of course, we actually did that two weeks ago, wasn't it? um so it it feels like you know a very very long time since we've actually sat down uh, and got into a podcast so we apologize i mean these shows are normally i think rusty is probably the best way to describe <laughs> them anyway uh but yeah we apologize for that today but of course as always though uh links will be down below. uh down below sorry even for everything you know if you want to check out by bit i would definitely recommend doing that we've got links to um obviously clips um, Podcast Spotify, links, everything else you'll ever need uh, will be all linked down there as well. And of course, timestamps, you know, if you want to just see a specific point on this week's show, you know, you can skip forward, skip back, or just skip right to the very end where we do our predictions are ready for Belgium. But yeah, it's been a bit of a weird summer break, hasn't it, Jamie?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, We spoke two podcasts ago about how mental everything was in the week that we were late to Um, with all of the Alonso Sending a late to
0: it. Just remind uh,
1: me. I might have been away. Jamie
0: <laughs> missed the biggest week of F one in the year.
1: Yes. Uh, so yeah. But then ever since then, nothing's really happened, and not and that that crisis that Alonso plunged us all into hasn't really been resolved either. No. So, so it's been no, a bit it's... strange because we kind of had chaos, and then we just stopped.
0: Yeah, but it's almost like. There's, it's, it's, I, I guess the best analogy we can probably give is Alonso starts the house fire. Now it's still burning, but everyone's got bored of trying to put it out. Yeah. So now we're kind of yeah. just stuck here with a house slowly burning down. Um, <laughs> but I mean that probably—I mean that chucks us quite nicely in, doesn't it? To sort of the first talking point of the week. I think we're gonna—you know—we're gonna try and beat that dead horse uh, just a little bit more. There are some different rumours about who might be going to Alpine now, isn't there? And the most yeah. recent one's been Mick Schumacher.
1: Yeah, it's looking... Well, we we know that he's left the Ferrari driver academy or he's going to the end of the season. That's for sure. And Richard, sorry. Yeah, Richard. And then, uh, yeah, the Haas seat of, that he is in uh, is obviously for the Ferrari Juniors. So either he's got a win over Haas enough for, to keep him on and cut those ties of Ferrari or he's going to lose his seat. And, yeah, I don't... I think he's done quite enough. Obviously had a, a very short good run of form across Austria and Silverstone, but then since then it's not got great for him again and he has been out qualified by Magnussen quite comfortably this season. So yeah, the problem is for Ferrari, there's not really many candidates of who could go in for that junior seat. I saw that they're giving they're giving Robert Schwartzman um some FP1s later in the season for Haas and for Ferrari um so that could be one to watch. I don't think they'll bring back Giovinazzi as a young driver at 28. Oh, do <laughs> um, But yeah, it'd be interesting to see. But yeah, that has allowed Mick Schumacher to sort of explore his options a bit. Obviously, I'm pretty sure he's banking on a uh, Uncle Seb giving him the Aston seat, but that didn't happen. Um, so yeah, he's now got a find a new seat fairly sharpish, and Alpine are definitely looking for a driver. So yeah, that could be a, a safe bet, although it's not the most inspiring driver lineup if you've got Ocon and Schumacher to be honest, but yeah. we'll have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a bit weird, isn't it, at the moment, because there's sort of now talks, like we said, obviously, could Mick go to Alpine and then Daniel Ricciardo spend a year at Haas? I mean, Haas yeah. then would have a very, very feisty lineup, but I'm not sure Daniel Ricciardo would want to go down to Haas either. And then, of no. course, he'd have to try and buy out the Ferrari seat for a year.
1: Yeah, yeah, and... The wage cut if he went to Haas would be insane. I don't know if he's. I mean, I he's, he's going t- to gonna have that. to take a wage cut at this yeah, point, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just thinking back to when uh, 2019 when Holkenberg was looking for a seat and Hass and Williams couldn't afford Hulkenberg. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure if they'll be able to afford Ricardo. But No, exactly. Yeah, it depends how desperate he is, really, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's very, very weird, isn't it, suddenly? Because we kind of thought a lot of these pieces are going to fall into place and now suddenly they aren't again. I mean, Mick Schumacher's been very vocal this week, hasn't he? Sort of saying, you know, people need to look at the numbers. Uh, sorry, look at the data behind yeah. the numbers more than the numbers, which is basically Formula One's equivalent of the table's line.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't sort of know what numbers he's looking at, but he has been thoroughly beaten by Kevin Magnussen this year. Yeah. Um, it's weird though because you know at the start of the year we kind of spoke about Mick probably maybe not having a drive next year. That now sort of seems to have all gone away, but only really because he's had two decent races. You know, I think yeah, he's there's, there's he had two good chance. weekends.
1: And in both those weekends, Magnuson was right behind him. Anyway, he just managed to get the edge on Magnuson, mm. who is obviously a decent driver, but he's not exactly top. Like. In the first stage of his career, he was he was always good, but he was never like, never something special, maybe arguably other than his first season at McLaren. So, well, his first yeah. race at McLaren, really? First race at McLaren was kind of it, but yeah, it's interesting because you can only beat what's in front of you. He obviously put Mazza into bed very easily. Um, but then Magnussen, it's difficult because he's, he's obviously a decent driver, but... If you're ranking like drivers by skill, Magnuson probably isn't top 10 on the grid. Uh,
0: he's probably close, so, isn't he? He's yeah, he's a right on the cusp, level. yeah.
1: But then it's not exactly like uh, like the end of the last season when Latifi started beating Russell. And you're like, hang on, is Latifi actually good? Or is Russell just checked out?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because you know, you know that Russell's a very good driver, that kind of thing. Exactly. And the same with now, now Russell beating or like holding a candle to Hamilton.
0: Well, he's still beating him at the yeah, moment. Yeah, he's still beating him. One I mean, that's hole. something we can discuss later on.
1: Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like Schumacher's got up a big second after the season. Um, yes. In yeah. order to guarantee himself on the grid next year.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, let's be fair, it would be a bizarre way for Robert Schwartzman to end up back in, like, if he ever made it to Formula One now. Because yeah. I remember, yeah. what was it, his first year in Formula Two was 2019, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and it was really good for a rookie.
0: He was rapid for a rookie and then just never seemed to build on it. And then obviously... He, did, he ended up finishing second in. last year. He did finish second last year. He did beat out Joe Guanyu, but of course everyone was thoroughly trounced by Oscar Piastri. Yeah. I mean, this is the other thing that could well end up happening is Alpine win their court case against Piastri. He stays there. Ricardo stays at McLaren and Mick Schumacher stays at Haas yeah. and nothing happens.
1: Nothing happens at all. All you've got is Alonso replacing Vettel and that's it. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't... I think Alonso's too clever for Otmar to allow them to have leverage over a court, to be honest.
0: Oh, I don't know. We'll <laughs> wait and see. Yeah. We'll wait and see. Speaking of Alonso, I don't know if you've read an interesting interview that I saw this week. Um, he When he came back to Formula One, rather interestingly, he was worried about looking like returned Kimi and Michael Schumacher, interestingly.
1: That is curious. I saw the headline. I didn't read it. Um, I don't know why he's included Kimi in that. Cause
0: mm, Kimmy is Kim, such an odd driver, isn't he? Yeah. Because to be honest, we probably even got into Formula One after the height of his powers,
1: or a, certainly after the hype had sort of died down. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember, I remember Oh Nine really well. He was good, but obviously the car was terrible.
0: I'm just trying to think because he stole I'm away correct- Giancarlo
1: Fisichella's race win, which I'm not too happy about. Still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. if At I Belgium, actually. There you go.
0: Um he was still behind Massa wasn't he by the 2009 Hungarian Grand Prix in the championship because everyone sort of spoke about you know Massa was They had
1: they had a podium each um Raikkonen got one at Monaco Yeah I think and Massa got one it's the race before Hungary I think what would that have been Germany Nürburgring
0: yeah, I think that was it anyway. Oh, where is, I can't even see the full driver's championship order. Yeah,
1: you can't. I'm pretty sure it was either close or Massa was just ahead. But then Ferrari yeah. in 09, they didn't score points for the first three races. No, exactly. So that kinda, and that was on pure pace. That wasn't because they messed anything up, apart from putting Raikkonen on wets 10 minutes early at Malaysia. But there we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, Kimi just had such an odd F1 career, didn't he? With yeah. When you look back at it. But
1: it was, it, when he came back, obviously... He was just trouncing Grosjean on a car that definitely should have won more races um, in 2012 and 2013. Have won. Well, it did it did win two. Yeah, yeah. But, but it should have won yeah. more. Yeah. And then yeah, at Ferrari, 2014 was a disaster. But then when he had Vettel as a teammate, he was always okay. Obviously, he didn't have the he didn't have the heights of what Vettel had. But then 2018, he was very decent. Got the most podiums on the grid apart from Hamilton. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was a weird one. I don't think I think obviously he had a longer second half of his career than Alonso or Schumacher will do uh or did.
0: Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Kimi yeah. didn't Kimi sort of didn't really have a return. He kind of just had two halves.
1: Yeah. In fact, didn't yeah. he
0: he came back for as many years as he was in the sport prior.
1: What was he? 01 to 09. Yeah, and then so nine seasons. To 21. Yeah.
0: So yeah, he had completely even either end, obviously second half just had more races in it. Um but Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Michael Schumacher, of course, you know, we've, we've, we all know the story of that comeback. I mean, to be honest, it was probably doomed before it even began. Because, of course, I mean, it is always... I know we've spoken about this before, but when you, you can watch some of the, like, the pre-season interviews before 2010 and so many pundits thought this was it, he was just going to take an eighth world title.
1: The hype was crazy. I think everyone was, everyone was lulled into the fact that 09, the driver quality wasn't quite there. Um, yeah. obviously people didn't realise Vettel was any good at that point people kind of knew that Button and Barrichello were very okay drivers but they weren't exactly top level and of course um, Merck thought they people, were buying a winning team yeah, people thought Rosberg was a bit of a clown so yeah, the high around Schumacher just, <laughs> the high around Schumacher was crazy people were like, he's going to win races he might have a chart of the championship but yeah, the Mercedes in 2010 and 2011 wasn't really there And then 2012 had a few high points, and I just wish he could have got that pole at Monaco still.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Such a shame. But there we go. It's always those talks as well, isn't it? Of course, you know, everything obviously that happened after he left Formula One as well. But, you know, what would have happened if, say, you know, at the end of 2012 we would signed another two year deal?
1: Well, you know, Rosberg he, would have been a three-time champ, well,
0: Rosberg. Well, Rosberg would have definitely been a two-time world champion. <laughs> yeah. But like, they would have brought in Hamilton anyway once Michael
1: gave or it or up. The, or someone else. Do you know that the second choice, uh, if Hamilton hadn't gone to Mercedes for 2013... Was Hülkenberg. Was Hülkenberg. Yeah. That could have been lovely. It could the, have, but instead double, it was Nico. brilliant instead. Yeah, I imagine Hülkenberg is like a three-time champ. I'd have literally never shut off about that.
0: I wouldn't have been a three-time world
1: champion. No, he, he might have got one against Rosberg, I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, 2015 Rosberg, he could have beat. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have gone so far off track there. Yeah, that is we'll come back to incredibly the present day. by our standards. But yeah,
1: Alonso doesn't want to look like these failed returnees, apparently. Um but Which to be not. fair, he hasn't. No. Yeah.
0: He's very, yeah, he's very, doing very, very well.
1: Return. And especially now that he gets to go against Lance Stroll for as long as he wants, he can oh, probably just stat pad, really.
0: Pretty much, isn't it? I mean, you just think you're just going to get your qualifying percentage beaten over teammate, just up to about sort of 80 percent.
1: It's already about eighty percent, isn't it?
0: Um,
1: I... he's whitewashed two drivers, isn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah. I suppose He's probably it's probably at least sort of seventy-ish.
1: Yeah. Um, so he's going to yeah. just get permanent whitewashes until he's about forty five, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then by then, Lawrence Stroll might sell the team. So yeah. you never know.
0: Yeah, because this was something else I was thinking about this week. It's not actually on the podcast notes, but sort of a shower thought I've had recently. We have surely got to be now on the current longest streak ever in Formula One of not losing a team.
1: Yeah, we probably are. Just thinking about
0: twenty sixteen was the last time yeah. we lost a team.
1: Yeah, all of the all of the teams like throughout the previous eras of f1 certainly before the 90s teams were just coming and going like no tomorrow
0: well exactly and then even obviously during the 90s we still had the italian mob
1: yeah Um, obviously andrea moda exactly like all of those kind of teams
0: Well, i'm just sort of looking back of course because we lost manor in 2016 obviously we lost in 2014 and hrt 2012 super Super guru was 2008 toyota 2010 or 2009 um yeah and then, obviously, prior to that, who left a Jordan Menard... Well, Jordan, kind of. Minardi, Jordan, kind of. Kind of.
1: Actually, um, yeah, before before Super Guri, there had they'd been a bit of a streak, but I don't know where it went back till. Yeah. What did Prost do when they finished? That was O like 2 wasn't
0: it? Prost, I think, completely collapsed in on itself, didn't it?
1: Yes, yeah, so I reckon that maybe was the last one.
0: Before Super Guri, I feel like we're missing one obvious one here. It, again, the it depends of, on sort of what you count as a collapse, doesn't it, I suppose? Yeah,
1: it does, yeah. Because I guess I mean, you this could is... count Honda, because they basically collapsed, didn't they?
0: Well, yeah, yeah. But I think this is sort of the weird thing, isn't it, of... I've, I've sort of been wondering, F1's in a pretty good place right now. You know, we're, we're looking... Yeah. Porsche meant to be confirming very soon. Audi is still looking at it. Engine regs are out as well. That was sort of the big news we had this week, but... To be honest, we're probably not that qualified to talk about it. No. Um, so we we won't, probably won't embarrass ourselves too much at discussing that. But if, you know, it's it's might be obviously quite a good time to on a Formula One team at the moment.
1: Yeah, the the growth socially has obviously been well documented and massive, uh, as you well know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a good time for Formula One generally.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Sorry. Shower. Shower thought over then. Let's get back into. <laughs> The stuff we really need to talk about. Of course, Belgian GP, like we said. Finally, we're getting the new technical directive in for the porpoising.
1: Yes. Yeah. Which should, well, people have been saying it should favour Mercedes, or at least it should limit what Red Bull and Ferrari have been doing because of the, the sensor positioning on the floor. Um Yes, we'll have to wait and see if it does make a difference. It could be one of these things that just doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. It remains it? to be seen, but I think the 4 Mercedes been showing recently, obviously back-to-back door podiums in France and Hungary. They could, they could make that final step up.
0: Yeah, it's going to be one of those weird ones, isn't it? Where we either hype it up, and Mercedes are still exactly the same distance away from the top two as they are, or. In the perfect world, they're fighting Red Bull and Ferrari on pretty much level yeah. terms.
1: Or in a terrible world, they're back to being a second to Exa- hit, Just half a second
0: clear, everyone else, <laughs> and it's just terrible. Hamilton and Rosberg. Sorry, Hamilton and Russell, even, um, just trying to close up the gap to Verstappen by the end of the year. That'd be
1: quite an exciting end, to be fair. But I wouldn't like it for 2023.
0: <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. But I mean, it should be interesting, of course, because you sort of think. It's been Ferrari and Red Bull that have really been the teams to capitalise on it this year. If it does allow a lot of teams to get a lot closer, could we be in for, you know, so I'm trying to get like 2012 vibes where you've kind of got teams that can be right there and kind of cause a bit of a nuisance to the top guys?
1: Yeah, I think if it does close it up, McLaren and Alpine in qualifying can certainly sometimes get amongst the ferraris and red bulls and mercedes well you think so Alonso it...
0: in a few weeks alpine yeah that could be yeah. spicy
1: well alonso's got a front row this year on merit yeah like norris qualified fourth in hungary yeah like it's not impossible so i don't think i don't think they'll suddenly jump to being like race winning pace but no, they could no. be there and thereabouts to be more annoying to the mid-races
0: yeah, exactly. You sort of want those cars. But I mean, obviously in the perfect world, you'd have everyone fighting for the win each week, which yeah. would just be mad. You basically but
1: want them to still be in the pit window after 15 laps. Exactly. That's kind of what you're aiming for. That's isn't
0: like it? the hope, isn't it, really? That's all we can sort of sensibly yeah. hope for at the moment. But yeah, new technical directive, that's going to make things very interesting. I mean, Spa, Zandvoort, Monza as well. Three tracks that will really test the porpoising um, yeah. you know, in very, very different ways. But triple header. Our, it's our second triple no it's the first triple header of the year the isn't first it? one here yeah. it's the, the only, only one, one I think. now because russia's obviously been binned off yeah um but yeah i think we're finally formula one, formula one's back and we are incredibly incredibly excited before we get though into more news from f1 2022 should we do the quiz
1: go for it i've yeah, no idea what you're going to ask me about, assuming it's about spar and sub-capacity. Some,
0: some yes, yes it is, and I just realised I got rid of the tab I needed for it. Um, oh no. Let me <laughs> let me just go back quickly. Uh, right, so we're gonna I'm going to try and change it up this week. We are going to do a grill-the-grid style quiz, Jamie.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: So you have got to try and go in reverse order. Oh, How no. many years back can you go for Belgian Grand Prix winners? Starting from 2021.
1: Oh, I should be okay at this.
0: This should be... I, I was sort of looking back through it. And I reckon I could probably get to mid-90s. Oh, I don't
1: think i will get that far. I get. a bit... Can you tell me when there was a race? Because I know it's something I can tell
0: you when there wasn't a race. That's fine. Okay. Obviously, there's no timer hey, on this it, one. Is it timed? No, okay. No, no. We'll just let you... Right. We'll let you cycle back.
1: 2021 Verstappen. Yes. Or slash not really a race, but yeah, we take it. Yeah, exactly. 2020 Lewis. Correct. 2019 Charles Leclerc. Correct. With a, with an asterisk. Yep. Again. Um, there's a lot of asterisks. Asterisk. <laughs> Twenty eighteen comes only The only race we've both ever been to. Yep. Yeah. And Vettel won that one. He 17 did. was Lewis. Yep. When he backed off before O Rouge. Yep. On the Rosage Car restart. 2016 was Nico Rosberg. Yes. Fifteen Uh Lewis. Yep. Fourteen Danny Rick. Yep. When everyone thought he might do a title fight and then just didn't <laughs> win ever. Uh, <laughs> 2013 Vettel, first of nine in a row. Yep. 2012, oh dear. Oh that was Jensen. Yeah. Massive crash at turn one. Yep. Uh on race ban. We love it.
0: Last race ban in Formula One. It
1: was. Uh 2011 would have been seb yeah 2010 was hamilton that was a very yep. good race oh nine it was raikoden but should have been fisichella should have been yeah
0: <laughs> nice drs
1: 08. oh, well hang on it was massa yeah but it should have been should hamilton have been Lewis. <laughs> yeah uh heidfeld p2 that race we love it uh 07. was there a race yes yes Räikkönen then. Yep.
0: Yeah. Oh, 06, there wasn't a race. Oh, 06,
1: there wasn't. Oh, 05 was also... No, it wasn't. No, oh, hang oh, on. 05, there was. No, oh, 05, I was going to say it was Räikkönen, but I don't think it... No, hang on. Do I have the 05 DVD? I don't actually know. Oh, no. <laughs> you can't watch it. the
0: DVD quickly to make sure you get this right. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was thinking, I know Räikkönen didn't win at McLaren one year, but that would have been 06. But there wasn't a Belgian race anyway. So... Yeah, I'm going to say Kimi. Yep. 04. Surely it was Michael. He won like 30 of the first 14. Was it Michael Schiebacher? No! Oh, it was Kimi again.
0: Yeah, it was Kimi again. It was the first race that Ferrari were properly outpaced that year. But obviously Michael was so far in front, it didn't really matter anymore.
1: Well, he already won a title by France, that year, didn't he, in July?
0: <laughs> was that 2004? Was that 2002? Oh, maybe that was 2 I thought that was 2 because, obviously, the points... Yeah. You got 10, then 6 points.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he yeah. won the championship, like, 8 races from the end. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, so Kimi Räikkönen <laughs> won the oh, Grand Prix 2004 as well. But, I mean, 16 is points is not bad going.
1: I would have been struggling to get but I just knew that Räikkönen won loads in the early 2000s, basically. Well, that was
0: the first one Kimi won, 2004. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have got much further than
0: that. No, like I said, I think Fair. I could have probably got back to 2000. I might not have got DC in 1999. Um, and then
1: Hill was 98, wasn't he? Because yes, Jordan yeah. won two. Yeah, because Michael yeah.
0: Schumacher and Damon Hill went on like an eight-year tear. Seven I years. didn't know sorry. that. Yeah.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. Let us know if you got that far. I feel yeah. like I did it right. You did pretty well there, honestly. Got as far as I thought I would get, really.
0: Yeah, that's sensibly, I think, for us. <laughs> Quite, quite good going based, based on our age um, yeah but yeah there we go then 16 points for Jamie in this week's quiz, very very good job done there, let's get into some other Formula 1 news then, Haas apparently are going to be bringing some upgrades to Belgium, which finally
1: yeah, they've bought one upgrade, mag magazine's had the, the white Ferrari since yes. France or Hungary I think maybe it was Austria
0: No, it was Austria. I'm pretty certain it was France.
1: So I assume they'll be bringing those upgrades to Schumacher's car as well. Um, Plus maybe some more. But yeah, the upgrade for Magnussen didn't really yield very much because they haven't scored points in the last two races since he had it. But then one of those he was doing well and then crashed into the back of Ricardo at Hungary. Uh, Got his like third black and orange flag of the year, I think, or something. (laughs) (laughs) Which sums up Magnussen quite well, I think. Um, Yeah, so hopefully for them. It does alright. They did well at tracks like Bahrain, which in my mind is quite similar to Spa. So yeah, you, <laughs> you never of, know.
0: Yeah, you kind of think, you know, Haas, I'm guessing still they're focused on very much a low downforce philosophy. So Spa and your yeah. Monzers should be quite good. But Zandvoort, Singapore, are not going to be fun. No,
1: no, no. We'll have to wait and see if they uh, manage to do that. They're obviously trying to catch Alfa Romeo for sixth in the championship. Um, which would be very good. Where well, for either of those teams to finish sixth is pretty amazing. Um, so yeah, Alpha haven't scored points since Canada, which is a bit disappointing. Yeah, it's um, but rough yeah, this could be a good race. Uh, obviously, Salber have done well in the pa- here in the past. Um, Second or so fourth yeah. in
0: two thousand
1: and twelve on the grid. Yep, it could have been a double podium. if Both uh, got Maltanado... taken out turn one. Sorry, not Maltevado, Grosjean, the other one. Well, <laughs> Maldonado
0: jumped the start. Yeah, he got saved away from in it. That race. Yeah. yeah, kind of mad by him. I mean, what was Formula One in that era with Grosjean and Maldonado just stinking up the place?
1: Especially when there were teammates. <laughs> what were Lotus thinking? Money, I think, was what. I'm Pretty thinking. much,
0: yeah. They desperately needed it, didn't they? But I yeah. mean, what a what a weird time that was in Formula One. Because I mean, it was even wasn't it Spa that Maldonado crashed into Hamilton in qualifying deliberately, didn't he?
1: Yeah, and only got a five place penalty. Which is For literally mad. tearing Hamilton's side apart in <laughs> Q2. Yeah, very weird times. That was after earlier in the year he crashed into Perez deliberately in Monaco. Yes, in practice.
0: yeah. Which always yeah. was a weird one, because you never tell whether he crashed into him deliberately or just tried to turn into the next corner far too early.
1: Yeah, yeah, but, which you could never be guaranteed of in Maldonado.
0: Exactly. There was but. always that sense of what if. Um, <laughs> before we get too far off topic again, though, uh, speaking of upgrades, Aston Martin have confirmed they're not bringing any more this year.
1: Yeah, which has Seb fans in the mud. Yeah, what about his <laughs> last everyone, podium? <laughs> everyone's hoping for this one last hurrah, but maybe the hurrah will be getting into Q two for the. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, I mean, because... it is. Let's be fair. I know we we are often quick to judge Seb on on this show, but you've got to understand we went through watching Seb win everything, and I mean yeah. everything for years. So to see Seb suddenly not winning everything was kind of... Not nice, necessarily, but it was nice to sort of see him get pushed. But then the fact he just has never really quite lived up to it again has been disappointing. Um, But it's not what he deserves either, is it? To be going out in a pretty mediocre car that's not getting any more upgrades because they're too worried about old man Fernando.
1: Yeah they're too worried that if they don't actually put a good car together Fernando will just tear the team apart from the inside he will, um, I mean he will year. anyway let's be fair, it's yeah, going to take three
0: races next year before he's looking <laughs> off into the middle distance like he did at Brazil 2012 the Brazil
1: 2012, yeah. yeah it's a shame for Seb but yeah, I think when you win when you have so much success based off the back of a fairly dominant car for certainly three of the four years it's it's always gonna be bad news if you can't live up to that in a car when your your car isn't dominant anymore. Yes. Yeah. So it's a shame, but hopefully yeah, he has some, some good times before he has to leave at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, even if you just get one track where the Aston Martin just sits really well or something like that. Even if you can get like you know, like a P four or a P five.
1: Well he got what sixth in Baku, didn't he? So Yeah. Yeah. There might be some potential there. I think the race pace of the Aston is always better than quality pace. Oh, yeah. So if they could qualify even like 10th or 12th, they would have a lot more of a chance in the race.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I guess the last real talking point we've got then before we jump into Spa predictions, of course, Max Verstappen, let's be fair, he leads the way by 80 points. Unless Red Bull completely throw it away. I think we can not safely say championships done and dusted but if I was a betting man I would be putting my money on him
1: <laughs> yes I think all he needs really is a sensible second half of the season exactly like even if he finishes second every race I think he still wins it yeah but yeah obviously get a few wins and you're going to quite comfortably win it by the before the final race of the season which is yeah. probably what they're aiming for at this point um so, yeah, I, I think mean, it's it's a fairly done deal that Max is going to win his second championship.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's probably actually quite a good little test for him as a driver psychologically. Yeah, yeah. To sort of... Because, obviously, he's always been one that's got to go all out, every race. Because, of course, for a lot of years at Red Bull, that's just what you could do because you were finishing P3 in the championship anyway.
1: Yeah. Um, but Last year was so intense and so that little you still had given. To you had it. to.
0: Yeah, but this is sort of the, the- first... Probably yeah, the first time in his career where he can really just sort of sit back and I, I like don't, chill he, almost. Well yeah. yeah, I was about to say enjoy it, but I mean I'm sure he does anyway. But you sort of think he yeah, can yeah. really just kind of yeah enjoy the second half of this year. Probably yeah, I think it's been a really mature
1: season from Verstappen. It so has far. been
0: a big change,
1: like we've you seen saw, it in his driving well. If you see this start in Hungary when he started 10th on the grid. Yeah. Like he was so cautious and old Max would have just sent it and probably lost his front wing. Yeah. But because because he's got that championship lead and because he knows the Red Bull is going to come to be finished in the top four, basically without much difficulty, even if he starts 10th. Uh, yeah, he didn't need to risk it at turn one. He could have just chilled and then knows that the team is going to deliver him into a good position. And his, obviously his driving is going to be very good as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's It's been a cool cool change to see Max behaving more like an adult really
0: (laughs) well it is just a year of maturity for him isn't it yeah that's the thing because last year of course was the ultimate test of can you live up to the pressure you know there was always we spent so many years talking about you know is this going to be the driver that can finally put an end to lewis hamilton as like the dominant force in formula one and let's be fair we saw cracks showing on a couple of occasions
1: but- yeah, he didn't. He didn't drive with. Oh, sorry, my alarm's going. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. He didn't drive with much credibility at certain times last year. No. Um, no. But he is a sort of driver who will push the boundaries as far as he can get oh, away with, yeah. which he he shouldn't have got away with some of them, looking back. But um, yeah.
0: I, I mean, it does make me chuckle sometimes when people say the move at the start of Abu Dhabi was fair.
1: I mean, it, based on the rules that were used throughout the season, it, it was fair. But it was a. <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't a fair move. No. <laughs> but yeah, the likes of Brazil and Jeddah, he really didn't. He didn't try with much class. <laughs>
0: no, no, exactly. But I mean, he's definitely steers more down the Michael Schumacher route than the Lewis
1: Hamilton. Absolutely. Route. Yeah, That's definitely. At the end of the day, but
0: yeah, I think second half of the year, you know, the, the only sort of theoretically semi-sensible way, isn't it? You sort of think the championship could come away from him is the technical regs don't suit them. It somehow really suits Ferrari and Mercedes slot into easily the second best team. And then it's just Max and Perez fighting for like P5, P6 each week or something. I still like
1: think that. Leclerc would throw... Like, he's got one podium since, since Yeah, exactly. Uh, Leclerc
0: would still bottle it. It will end up being such a well But this was the other thing I wanted to ask you before we finish the show because we've now got a five-way scrap for P two in the for
1: P2. championship, it's insane, isn't it?
0: I mean, we speak up about you know we we spoke so much last year about how Charles Leclerc got beat by Carlos Sainz in twenty 2020, twenty no twenty twenty one wasn't it last year?
1: Yeah.
0: It could happen again. It could. It <laughs> There's could. a very real Le- possibility that Sainz is just the number one in that team, and none Leclerc, of us Leclerc had
1: it. Leclerc had a, a much better start, obviously, but yeah, he's had two podiums since since the first three races of the season. Oh he's had one podium since miami which is race five
0: yep and that was only australia won so,
1: and that was australia won okay. so it's insane how badly it's gone obviously not of it's his fault but stuff like france definitely was yeah. um yeah, yeah. you kind of hope for his sake and his fans sake that he, he does at least get p2 this year oh i mean but yeah that's a very real possibility that he could he could easily finish sixth it's that kind of season oh. it's that close <laughs> between 2nd and 6th place which I'm not saying he will finish 6th but I would I wouldn't bet against both Mercedes jumping in if the technical regs suit them.
0: Yeah, well this was this was what I was going to ask you. First three questions then Jamie. First of all, Sainz or Leclerc, who finishes higher?
1: I think I'd back Leclerc. You're going to back Leclerc just because he had a bit more bad luck in the first half of the season so it's yeah. going to balance out.
0: Yeah. Hamilton or George Russell, who's finishing higher?
1: I don't think George might do it. Really? Well, obviously Hamilton's been on good George form. When did the
0: last time George beat Lewis? Because Hamilton has uh, closed been, in yeah, a Hamilton lot of five, points
1: recently. Five podiums in a row, isn't he? Yeah. So it would have been before that. What was the race before Canada? Uh,
0: Monaco.
1: Did Russell beat Hamilton at I'm Monaco? I'm pretty certain he actually...
0: did. Because Hamilton yeah. got stuck behind the Alpines, didn't he?
1: Yes. Yeah, he did. So. Yeah, Russell's obviously had that first poll. I yeah, I don't know. I just think George has got almost more to prove. Obviously, it won't change Hamilton's career if he finishes fifth or sixth in the championship, will it? So yeah, I think I think Russell might do it.
0: You think Russell might do it? Okay. well... we'll... And
1: Hamilton's also he's not had a he's not had a DNF uh, for technical reasons since Austria twenty eighteen, which is four years ago. Yeah. Surely, yeah. surely it's gonna happen. What
0: do you mean? Surely it's gonna happen. <laughs>
1: Well, Russell's not. He's only had one this year, which is when he took out Joe. So,
0: and he still believes he could have driven that. Car, and he still he could
1: have. Him? He still could have carried on. He was just being a nice guy. Yeah,
0: exactly. PR sixty three, and all that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Final question, then, Jamie. Second to six, Give me the full rundown at the end of the year.
1: Oh, I don't even know the points. I don't want to open a the tap there's, because I'll mess thir- my camera up.
0: There's thirty two points in it.
1: Can you post a picture of it in the chat? Real uh,
0: quick? I'm worried I'll mess up mine as well. If I remember okay. correctly. Uh, it's, so Charles so is on 178 yeah paris is on 173 Russell's on 158 Sainz is on 156 Hamilton's on 146 Leclerc okay. has got the least podiums of anyone inside the top 6 now where he's tied with Russell on 5
1: wow that's insane uh, I'll go Stafford to win champion obviously y- yeah that was um, kind of not the question it's kind of the whole narrative, because I didn't realise Perez was third, to be honest. Like, it's what what narrative do I think the season's going to go down? I'll go for Leclerc P2. Okay. Russell P3. Okay. Then, I don't want to be too harsh on Perez. Go Perez P4, Hamilton and Sainz.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: Yeah, it's. Interesting. I think they're really close, though. I don't think it will spread out very much yes. between those five. Yeah. What about you? What's your order?
0: I am going to obviously go again, Verstappen Championship. I am going to go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ham- Hamilton P2. I so want to say Hamilton <laughs>
0: 2, Russell 3. Um, we'll go Verstappen, Leclerc, Hamilton, Russell, Perez, Sites. But I think Perez will have an unlucky second half of the year.
1: Fair. Yeah, yeah. It seems harsh putting Perez down fifth or sixth because he's had a very good first half of the year. Yeah. But I just think the way the other four are coming back, it will be hard for him to keep up that level of performance unless Red Bull suddenly becomes dominant.
0: Yeah, and of course Red Bull are making the car more and more Max suited again.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right. I guess then before we forget, we've done a lot of predicting just then, but we've still got Belgian Grand Prix predictions to do. Yes very very
1: I, i'm winning uh just to remind everyone 49, 49 to, 30 to 34 35. wow
0: 34 is it sorry
1: yeah so that's doing pretty well um <laughs> well it's not but okay <laughs> no sprint obviously this weekend uh, no, sprint.
0: no sprint till brazil
1: oh good um really mm-hmm. there's only three this year yeah
0: there's only three last year
1: yeah, yeah. I remember there was talk of racing to six and stuff, but no. Yeah. I've just had a complete blank on what sprint races are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will go pole position. Obviously, it's meant to it's meant to be wet all weekend, which is going to be loads of fun when you're in a tent. <laughs> um, yeah, raining on Saturday and maybe Sunday, apparently. Which will make for a good race. 2021 but repeat. I'll tell you if I'm uh, enjoying it at the time.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll do a live show whilst you're there. Yeah, yeah. And my phone will
1: break because of the weather um, Verstappen on pole okay classic Verstappen race win okay because I've got no creativity oh it's wet I'll go Hamilton second place okay and Charles Leclerc to get his first podium since Austria fair third. enough
0: fair enough I am gonna go Charles Leclerc pole hamilton race victory
1: oh dear (laughs) you're probably throwing a talent aren't you i'm
0: gonna go hamilton race win max Verstappen p2 george russell p3 i'm really putting my eggs but the mercedes Mercedes fanboy is back back. (laughs) i just want the second half of the year to be spicy that's why I'm going with it. And you know what? <laughs> I stand by that when I walk away this weekend with eight points. Even though I've said Charlotte is going to get Poland, and not... Actually, that's not that bad, is it?
1: That's, that's pretty get realistic not based, get on, based on recent form anyway.
0: I mean, Verstappen's had more wins than anyone else has had podiums this year.
1: That's crazy. I didn't know that. That's cool. He's had well eight done, wins
0: and obviously he got like four drivers on six podiums.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It is madness. But I think that's going to wrap us up then for this week's show, Jamie. We've we've spoken about quite yeah. a lot there, haven't we?
1: Yeah, pretty we've, good show around. We've, we've probably pretty better, better than usual.
0: Probably yeah, but it's a pretty low baseline. It's a pretty low bar, yeah. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, of course, next week, like we said, uh, when are you back from Belgium? Actually.
1: Probably be you have to record Tuesday morning.
0: Tuesday morning, we'll have to do so. Well, I, yeah, no, Tuesday, uh, yeah, Tuesday might work for me. I'll have to check my calendar.
1: Yeah, we'll Um, work it out. It'll be Tuesday or Wednesday that it comes out next week.
0: Tuesday or Wednesday, the show will return uh, once more. But thank you all so much for listening, as always. Like we said, if you're watching this on YouTube, please do check out the Spotify links uh, down in the description below. But we will return then next week to review the Belgian Grand Prix and, of course, preview Zandvoort just one week after.